0: Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Yeah, space makes an appearance today. Don't miss it. Welcome to our Wednesday live event on innovation and audio. As you've heard already, we might have a challenge here shortly, and this should be very provocative and interesting. My name is Lloyd Ford with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. We help local broadcasters make more money by being an affordable programming partner who fully develops the right position for local clients, for their local brands or brands. We coach their morning show talents and other talents, design and execute station architecture We provide weekly music updates and even produce your daily music logs and provide excellent voice trackers, sales and promotional ideas, and a lot more that move the needle. We're confidential and market exclusive for radio. Reach out anytime if you have a need, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We also do work for other companies outside of media. This live event is part of a podcast series called the Encouragers Innovation and Audio Podcast and will become available in about an hour after the uh, end of this live event or uh, what we're doing on Clubhouse. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint. Today, we're going to visit with Christina Korp. She's the CEO and executive producer, Astronaut Wrangler, with Purpose Entertainment in Winter Park, Florida. Before we get started, I want to tell you what's coming next week. Rupal Patel is the CEO of Vocal ID in Belmont, Massachusetts. I'm not going to tell you today what she's doing, what she's up to, but I will say it involves vocal design. And you want to be here for that because the future is changing right before our eyes. You can see our uh, full upcoming guest calendar in our free blog section at ringmakerpathway.com anytime 24-7. That's where you'll also find free encouragement for on-air and promotions with more than live and local uh, guest series and for local radio sellers we have even more encouragement with encouraging sales success and that's another series plus there is a ton of free resources for anybody in radio today we don't walk away anything on our site the way some other consultants do So please go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime and see what you can get for free from our team. Let's talk about today's guest for a minute. I'm going to have a moment of clarity right up front with you about today's interview. I'm so in awe of the atmosphere around today's guest that I'm concerned about my ability not to turn into fanboy number one. Today's guest hangs out with and helps manage actual astronauts. I don't want to take anything away from the new, quote, astronauts, but it's not exactly the same thing as the American heroes that walked on the moon and flew the space shuttle. Very cool to somebody like me. Maybe you think so, too. Our our guest is is adept at performing in multiple industries on a global stage, including multimedia, entertainment, education, and aerospace. She is a big believer that space technologies could be the key to solving SDGs. Want to know what that is? Stick around for a few minutes. We're going to talk about it. This is why she's so passionate about raising awareness through space for a better world. Christina Korp is the former manager of Buzz Aldrin, who now work, she, she is working with Apollo 16's Charlie Duke and NASA astronauts Nicole Stott and Susan and, or Kilrain and SpaceX astronaut, Dr. Proctor of the Inspiration for Fully Civilian Mission to Space. What do you do for a person who's CEO and executive producer of Purpose Entertainment and the president of a company that manages astronauts? Well, uh, I tell you what, what you do is uh, when that doesn't fully describe her activities, you invite her for a chat. Christina, welcome to Innovation and in Audio and the Encouragers, and I'm glad we're together, and I'm going to get right to my questions. So please, can we start with Antarctica? Uh, the photos were amazing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Christina and I are connected through social media, and I've seen some of her amazing photos. Uh, I, I want to say these words to you, penguin wrangling, not astronauts. Can you tell us about your travel uh like this trip to antarctica
1: sure um so i've been very lucky, lucky to have been to all seven continents actually i did all seven continents in six months um, in 2016 all the way to the south pole but i went to the south pole with buzz aldrin um, and he got high altitude pulmonary edema so we were evacuated on the second day so i never really oh properly got to finish going to antarctica so I've been on a mission to go back to Antarctica, and uh, was able to make that happen at the end of November with astronaut Nicole Stott and a group of a small group of people on a private yacht, um, and it was and, incredible. And listen,
0: is this part of this is part of your business in which you connect people for partnerships and do interesting things with them, right?
1: Well, basically, I am very connected with a lot of explorers and then of course people who want to explore and so essentially i put together together. experiences with primarily with astronauts to do really amazing interesting things with astronauts zero gravity flights go on adventures or someplace like antarctica with astronauts if you got anybody who wants to go with an astronaut to the north pole or to the south pole just let me know
0: no, wait a minute. So what you're saying basically is if you've got something you want to do with an astronaut, Christine is your girl.
1: Yep, pretty much.
0: All right, so look, it, it appears that there's so much happening around space again. Not that we've ever really gone away, but the public has been brought face first into it again. Maybe, maybe it's never gone away as a significant event, but look the public is rubbing up against space again right now are you excited about this expansion directly into public participation
1: absolutely i mean i think that the thing especially in this day and age where people are just uh with information overload the fact that space is starting to really be in the forefront of people's that process is really exciting because it's been 50 years since we went to the moon and that was really the height of the public being totally engaged um, with missions to space and of course then we had the space shuttle era but, you know, when, when America quit um, sending the space shuttles uh, and, and started sending American astronauts on Russian rockets, people thought that NASA had, canc- had been canceled, that there was no more space program and now that we've got Elon Musk and uh, SpaceX uh, taking Americans again from American soil back to space I think that's a big part of why people are paying more attention but frankly there's just a lot of industry a lot of companies that are investing in space and there are a lot of rocket launches now so it's definitely been more in the forefront and then of course with the commercial missions I'm with uh, Dr. Cyan Proctor in Atlanta right now and she is uh, a historical person in her own right, the fourth black woman to go to space, the first black woman to be a mission pilot. And actually, on the Inspiration 4 mission, which uh, went up in, uh, on a SpaceX mission in September, they actually orbited higher in, uh, above Earth than humans have in 50 years. Is so, that
0: right?
1: Yeah, they, they were much higher than the International Space Station. And humans haven't gone that far away since the Apollo program. So I, you, know, you know what,
0: I don't think people understand how it works. Uh, I don't think they always get the distance difference between this kind of launch and that kind of launch. But there's a lot of different things that can happen, right?
1: Well, most of the time when people are um, launching into space, they're going into orbit and they're going to the International Space Station, which is about 250 miles above the Earth in orbit. So there are always at least six humans in orbit all the time. Um, international crew, Russians, uh, Americans, Japanese, uh, European astronauts, that sort of thing.
0: It's really a new space age, right?
1: Yeah, but I mean, that's what's been going on for 20 years, but what's exciting about what they did with Inspiration4, it was a fully civilian mission that was paid for by a billionaire. And then the other three spots were people that he brought along. And so when people talk to me about billionaires going to space, I'm like, no, you're distracted by the wrong thing. It's not about, you know, without the billionaires, we wouldn't be able to do some of these things. What's exciting is that people, uh, regular people, so to speak, are getting the opportunity to go to space, which is, that's the part that's really exciting.
0: Oh, I, I think that's what's exciting the public. And you brought up Elon Musk, and I gotta tell you, the things that he has made possible are just mind blowing and not only the things that he's made possible in innovation lanes of all different kinds that he's touched, but where he wants to go is amazing. I'm going to I'm going to switch hats here for a minute and say this to you. I really love the purpose statement to one of your companies and I'm going to read it right now. We are purpose-driven dreamers who believe that creating meaningful experiences and projects with purpose can make the world a better place. We bring our talents and unique skill together through a creative entertainment agency to produce powerful and game-changing content we look forward to helping you bring your own purpose to the world can you tell us about purpose entertainment
1: yeah so uh, i i came from the entertainment world i was a professional singer and then i ended up becoming a media producer for many years with John Tesh, uh, those of you who remember John Tesh, who was from Entertainment Tonight. and then, uh, Oh, we've got
0: John Tesh coming up in no, a future sorry. episode of our podcast.
1: Yeah, so John, um, he took me under his wing, and I started as his assistant and then ended up being his right hand. And so I ran his record label and radio show production company and all of that. And I loved that job, but I was working myself to death. So then I went to work for Buzz Aldrin um, 14 years ago to have a nice quiet boring life and I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. (laughs) But it's led me to my purpose and that's, that's why I started Purpose Entertainment because I realized that I had this really privileged position of being the fly on the wall of the lives of the Apollo astronauts and seeing how aside from the technology which we all benefit from What really um, changed the world was the inspiration that came out of people seeing something impossible, like going to the moon. And I became kind of the keeper of the memories of that inspiration. People every day talking about how the the moment the moon landings happened really inspired them to pursue something, pursue their dreams, that sort of thing. And I think it partly has to do with because they were so good at the branding and the uh uh, media awareness of the apollo program like the way that they did it was so epic and i think that that's what we need again and that's what purpose entertainment is about is trying to take that awe and wonder of space exploration and use it to inspire people
0: it is kind of like catching you know to do something
1: in their own life
0: absolutely listen. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's it's not just about the technology. Like, people, you know, when I see companies doing space things and they're creating content sometimes, they'll make it about, oh, it's the fastest, you know, this and that. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what matters. People just want to know that it's going to work and that it's going to, so like if it's video conferencing, that they're going to be able to connect and talk to their loved ones or their friends or their business, you know, associates. That's what matters. It's about connecting people.
0: That's exactly right. Listen, you believe that space and space technologies could be the key to to solving SDGs. Can you share for those who don't know what SDGs are, what they are and and how you see space this way?
1: Sure. So I have to admit, I didn't know what the SDGs really were until a few years ago. I was asked to speak um, at the World Economic Forum in Switzerland, and the SDGs are this, the. Her.
0: Uh,
1: oh, I'm which, here. I've got a full signal. I don't know why. Can you hear me?
0: Are you here?
1: I am here. It Will says you, I've got. I've got four bars.
0: Isn't that that's what it's like to be caught on the Earth, girlfriend? So. If you can answer that question again, that'd be great.
1: Sure. Can you hear me right now? I can. Okay. So, the SDGs are the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, which are 17 goals that are meant to try to uh, be solved throughout the world uh, by 2030. And so they're very ambitious goals. It's like solving poverty, solving food issues, solving energy, you know, cleaning up the oceans. It's really, really huge, ambitious goals. But after I, I started to study them, and when I was at the World Economic Forum, I thought, man, I think that space could solve all of them. And when I say that, okay. sometimes people are like uh, skeptical. But when I start showing them all the ways that space technology is already doing a lot of the things that people don't realize come from space, then they, then I, I get a lot more support when, so for instance, water purification is, most of that is done in technology that was developed for space to, to purify water for astronauts. And yeah, these
0: astronauts that you hang out with, They are very serious individuals. The amount of study that they did, the amount of training that they've done, the amount of investment that the government has made in each one of them is astounding, right?
1: Yeah, but, I mean, you know what? The astronauts are trained to go to space and they do experiments, but there's so many more people that are involved, you know, on the ground. Right, that's
0: right. That's right.
1: And and that's the thing that um, I think, you know, some people associate space with just being an astronaut going to space, but there, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people involved in space who will never go to space, but they help develop the things that are used in space. And I, the reason I think that space could solve the SDGs is because, in order to survive in space, you have to create all of the living conditions for a human to be able to survive in the most extreme condition, which is no way to survive. You have to, you have to create a way to have air and water and food and all these things you know, that are pretty right. impossible to do in space. But, but we've figured out how to do it. So if you can figure out how to do things like that in space, surely that all of that, what we've learned, can be used on Earth. And that's the thing. is That's really what the International Space Station is about, is basically trying to teach us how to do things in space, but that can benefit the Earth as well or as
0: abraham lincoln would say i'm an abraham lincoln fan he would say we're trying to appeal to the better nature of our angels christina listen i I have to say this to you i'm stunned that i know a human who knows buzz aldrin right now uh every single day i walk outside and i look at the moon at the night in the night sky think about that dude I'm one of those guys that thinks about that. I think about his relationship with the moon. That billions of people are 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 probably like me. They think, well, I wonder what he thinks when he looks at the moon today. What is it like to work with Buzz Aldrin?
1: Well, I, I don't work with him anymore. I mean, he's done- oh, I know,
0: but you did for
1: a long time. Yeah, yeah, I was basically kind of the steward of his legacy for about 12 years. Um, you know, I have to say, I when I took the job, I had no idea what was going on in space. I certainly didn't know what Buzz Aldrin was doing. I just thought he was an old man. <laughs> so, I, um, it was, you know, I always joke that I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I really didn't. And there was another astronaut I met who said... But you grabbed onto a rocket, and I said, "But I thought he was a decommissioned rocket." (laughs) And so, um, you know, the thing that I really admired about Buzz from the get-go was that he was a very um, curious person, and very, very um, not snobby at all. And if he met someone who had an interesting bracelet on, or something, it didn't matter who they were. He was always, you know, just curious. So. He his mind like twenty four seven on missions to Mars. I mean, just constantly. He would oh. call me up. And oh, he you're he would, saying that
0: right now he's probably like that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean right now he's not active. you know, I don't I don't think he can he's doing much these days. But my point is is that when I met him you know, and throughout the, the dozen years that I was in the Aldrin world, his Whole thought process was how can I solve humans getting to Mars and putting a pre- human, permanent presence on Mars. So, you know, the funny thing is, all anybody ever wanted to talk to him about is going to the moon and all he ever wanted to talk about was going to Mars. Mars.
0: (laughs) That's interesting, he's got a lot in common with Elon Musk. And Listen, while you had that 12 years with, I guess you were the COO for the Aldrin Family Foundation, it looks like his entire family is focused on propelling forward to the next generation of space leaders. They look like they're doing many things around education, I can see how this kind of work uh, fits you directly how did you get involved with Buzz Aldrin I mean I of course I never knew that you uh, had the path to get where this is how did you end up with him
1: so at well, like I said I was working with John Tesh and I was doing a lot of huge projects just working myself to death though and I right. I really needed a break and so Literally, I answered an ad in The Hollywood Reporter to work for Buzz Aldrin, and it wasn't a blind ad. It said for Buzz Aldrin, and that's what I applied to do. And the funny thing is, is people would always say to me, how did you get this job? Right. I, I just applied. And they were like, man, I wouldn't have the guts to do that. But I mean, he's just a human. <laughs> I mean, he's a human. He's just date. a
0: human. All right. Listen. So it's not just it's not just buzz. This is important. Uh, you are through your company, Christina Court Management LLC, managing multiple astronauts. They must really trust you. And look, we know on Innovation and Audio that trust is the basic building block to relationships, and it is the way to encourage innovation itself. How did you get involved with these astronauts beyond buzz? Or maybe the better question is, how did this business develop around you with them?
1: Well, I mean, because I fell in at the top, that's what I always tell everybody, you know, I fell in with Buzz Aldrin, so the rock star of all astronauts. So when you're working with someone like Buzz, you know, even all the rest of the astronauts in the world look up to him. So right. my relationships with the with not only Buzz, but with the other Apollo astronauts. Some of them I've become very close to, which is why I work with Charlie Duke, Apollo 16, 10th man to walk on the moon. I mean, you know, I got welcomed into this Apollo circle, and that obviously then opened a lot of doors, and I met a lot of incredible people all, all over the world. And the, so over the course of that time, just building those relationships with some of those astronauts, as they could see how much I cared about what I was trying to do, of carrying on his legacy. But also with kids and education, like you say, I mean, right. there was a point where Buzz was like, how can I ensure that my legacy is going to live on? And I said, well, through the kids. I mean, kids, oh, right. kids learn about you every year in the history books, you know, you're that's your best way is to keep it going with the kids and so we his share space foundation was actually about space tourism he was way ahead of his time but it mm-hmm. was just dormant for a long time so we transitioned the share space education from a from sharing space to go to space with regular people to sharing space with kids and then and do you think
0: somebody do you think the astronauts that you know Do you think they're all excited about regular people going to space
1: oh yeah yeah for sure i mean that's the thing that um i love about the astronaut community is there's a true camaraderie that is that that transcends international borders um i think that's the best representation of like especially the astronauts who go to the international space station it really drives home when you leave the planet that we're just all humans on the same planet. And right. so what I think is really exciting is that they're, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, some astronauts are pretty competitive about wanting to get another oh. round right in space. But the, but ultimately, though, they all agree that more, more people getting up uh, off of Earth's uh, out of Earth's atmosphere, and being able to look back at Earth is a very valuable perspective that and, everybody and wait, could use.
0: And none of them would not take another ride to space, right? They would all go.
1: Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. Right. Yeah. All right. I mean, so I've been doing zero-gravity flights. You know, I did zero-gravity flights last year. And, and I've had other astronauts go like reach out to me now saying, hey, if astronaut I want to go. And I mean I've had people like Doug Hurley who was you know on the SpaceX mission, the first crewed space mission and he spent months in space and he said, Hey, I want to go to zero gravity and I'm like, wait a minute, I gotta ask
0: you this. Can a normal average whatever that is person can they come Uh with you and do this?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, zero, anybody can do a zero-gravity flight. You could go and, um, what? you know, buy a zero-gravity flight. What I do is that's, that's different is I, I put together a special flights to do it with an astronaut. So that you're doing the zero-gravity with an astronaut, and then you get to have dinner with them, you know, and it's a small, intimate, very... I it's love. more of a bonding experience, I think.
0: Yeah, it's like bonding with space, sort of, because you're talking to somebody who's been there for real do, do you think there is a pop space and a science space in other words do you think there is so much more that would be exciting to the average earthling once they look past the flashy video and the photos and the soundbite successes of space travel
1: you mean if they get to go to space
0: yeah, well I just mean once you take off the veneer of it's all science and and it's unreachable, when it becomes reachable, do you think that people get even more excited about it?
1: I mean, I think, you know, so one interesting thing is I, I love to fly and I always get a window seat. Like it's hard yes. for me not to get a window seat because I still want to look out the window and see the earth going by and, and that's something that I think people who have that kind of feeling you know, the idea of being able to go and, and do an adventure like that or going to Antarctica and seeing something up close. You know, some people I think if you're the kind of person who thinks, Oh gosh, what a hassle, all of that time to go travelling. But but those who actually want that adventure like me and like the astronauts and and other people who explore is it never gets old you're always looking for the next thing you're always excited about it so i think the more people that get to do it i think it'll be more surprising for people who i think a lot of times people don't think it's possible for them that's right but but for someone like me so i i'm not a rich person and i grew up in south dakota i'm one of ten children who came from a very humble background. And I'm, right. I'm living proof that you can come from nothing and, and still get to do some really exciting things, you know. But I love your accent
0: s- when you say nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, the thing is, is that you know, I constantly hear, gosh, I wouldn't have the guts to try out for that. Or, I wouldn't have the guts to try. But that's the thing. And I think that maybe that's something I share maybe with the astronauts is I'm willing to, to fail. I'm willing to put myself out there. and try.
0: I was just thinking that you have something in common with Buzz Aldrin when you talk like that. Listen, you're the founder of Lead Space for a Better Life. Did I say that right?
1: Well, it's Space for a Better World. So, and actually I'm going to be uh, changing right. the way that it's listed. So basically nice. I'm, gonna, I'm taking it over completely because I co-founded it with someone. But it's going to well, Listen. listen a a lot, of,
0: a lot of people did something with their pandemic, right? But you started this. Can you tell us more about the benefit of what space can really do to make the world better?
1: Well, I think, first of all, that every human on Earth has, kind of, hinges their hopes and dreams on space without thinking about it, looking up at the moon, right. looking up at the stars, you know? It's just something every human, every child naturally feels. And I mean, even if you're not a spacey person, but you notice the moon, you know, there's... Right. There's just a relationship we all have as humans that every human who's ever lived, really, you know, who would look up at the, at the sky, so space is not hard, so I think that using that as an inspirational type of vehicle is it's successful because it's something that everybody can relate to.
0: Everybody can aspire to what that dream is, right?
1: yeah so like and, and oh, yeah. so the idea yeah. of humans going to space then kind of inspires people in a different way the space, idea that some people would actually risk their lives to go and do that you you know, and you. Right. is something that I think makes other people I think about going to space as faith, hope and optimism, frankly because it takes a lot of faith in what was built to get you up there there's a lot of hope that you know everything will go as planned and then the optimism of what you will get out of it well,
0: and you you have the faith in all those thousands of people that you talk about, and they're all standing on the shoulders of all these NASA people and scientists who originally put this together and made it possible, right?
1: Yeah, and they all have pride in what they put into it, you know, they're all proud Absolutely. of their role in it, and I think that, that so that's part of what Space for a Better World is, is that reminding people, like, it isn't just about hardware, it isn't just the technology, it's about the people who actually help. You know, it's kind of like the dreamers, that's, that's, I'm a dreamer, and so I'm not a scientist, I'm not an engineer, but I'm I'm, I'm pretty good at creating a vision, and then trying to bring people together to help realize that vision, and I think that that's what space is a good representation of, too. Like, clearly somebody, You know, Jules Verne and different, you know, people who, before flight was even possible, dreamed of going to the moon. And over time, humans figured out how to do it. That's right. Listen,
0: your bio says that you are an astronaut wrangler, astronaut manager, space advisor, and grandiose dreamer. You just said it. So look, you produced galas at the Kennedy Space Center, and you won a Webby Award and have been nominated for an Emmy for Cycling Pathways to Mars, VR experience. Can you tell us about that? Because the world is changing in that way, too.
1: Yeah, and that's even becoming kind of old now. So we, we did a first virtual reality experience with NASA and Microsoft called Destination Mars that was with HoloLens. That was after I had a dream that I turned Buzz into a hologram, and I asked him if I could turn him into a hologram. And then the next day, NASA emailed me and said, We want want to talk to you about turning Buzz into a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> it was—it's crazy. And then the cycling pathways to Mars was a follow-on project with Time Life VR, and it was my way of trying to visualize what I knew his vision for the future of going back to the moon and on to Mars was. And so I'm really proud of that project because besides winning the Webbies and being nominated for an Emmy. I've had many Stories people, when they weather, realized that I, I was um, a we'll co-producer on that, really say that is the reason why I decided to go into the space industry, is after seeing that experience. Wow, so, that's really so, nice. So to me, it's the perfect example of trying to use the entertainment side of what I do to help um, inspire people to I want to be a I think it's more
0: powerful system. than you think it is. And look, we celebrate smart people, innovators, and the creative on innovation and audio. Your company focuses strategic opportunities to do good things. Your company is involved in content creation, marketing, Uh, branding, event management, and production. Can you give us an example of some of your work that we might not expect that you're involved in today?
1: Well, like you said, I'm an astronaut wrangler, so basically my main business um, that actually is how I make a living is I book astronauts for speaking engagements, appearances, you know, events, that sort of thing, branding. Um, Right. Like today, I'm in Atlanta. We're shooting a commercial project Um, because, you know, brands like to to promote space. Imagine uh, that. But the other parts of it is I do a lot of um, social media campaigns with astronauts and a lot of women's issues promoting women in space. And and, uh, for World Space Week, I did a giant eco-friendly grass portrait um, highlighting a NASA astronaut to inspire people and to remind them about this amazing woman named Stephanie Wilson who's the second woman, black woman to go to space but who has the most days in space of any black woman, been to space three times. So I'm trying always to um, create content that inspires and, and I have to tell you it's hard sometimes to get support for that because it's not slapping a logo on something, it's more so about trying to again light that spark of inspiration. It's an
0: experience.
1: Yeah, and a memorable one, hopefully that makes people think, wow, there's a woman that looks like me, maybe I could do this too. You know, maybe I could go for something that I didn't think was possible before. That's what motivates me more than anything else.
0: Find out what our guests are talking about every single week, including ways that we can help your career become better and certainly more innovative by subscribing to the Encouragers Innovation and Audio podcast. We have great guests and insight every single week that can help you grow learn and meet challenges in your career in the 21st century of course our podcast the encouragers innovation in audio podcast and the encouragers the radio rally podcast are both on apple spotify and wherever you get your podcast save this date as we were talking about earlier with alec Uh, We are going to have another exclusive sales event on April 14th, 2022. This will be for market managers, sales managers, and local sellers. We'll have more details coming from this. And of course, you'll be able to get more information on this in our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. Don't forget, coming Monday, you can join us at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for the radio rally on the clubhouse right here with the encouragers grover collins is going to be with us he is the program director of wube and wygy in cincinnati please do share what we're doing with your friends if you know somebody that you would like to have as a guest on this program just to send me an email forward f-o-r-d at rainmakerpathway.com our thanks to christina court for being our patient giving And what would you say in and out guests this evening, a very special thank you to Joe Kelly, who's going to have to put all of this together in a podcast. And I can't wait to see what it's going to sound like. He is the person that produces the Encouragers Innovation Audio Podcast, which should be available in the next hour or so, depending on how long it takes him to edit what we've done tonight. Thanks to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Remember, be kinder than you have to be, of course. Thank you for being a part of Innovation and Audio with the Encouragers, and good night.